Hey, welcome to another episode of Cafe Attic, a video game and a comic book podcast. This week, we discuss the Mega SG and Absolute Carnage. My name is Joey Kihada, and I'm here with my co-host, Christian Shelton. And Christian, what have you been up to this past week? Hey, life has been great. So uh, just going to jump right into it and say that this weekend, I watched a murder mystery party. And the reason that I am saying I watched it is because I did. I did not participate. Um, my family, yeah, I know. Um, my family hosted one for my siblings and their friends. And it was 1950s themed. And it was pretty cool seeing them interact and trying to figure out who murdered this um, this girl. And it played out pretty fun. And I think I will participate in the next one. Have you ever like heard of these murder mystery like, no, dinners? The, well, actually, I've heard of them, but technically only in a show called Bob's Burgers, um, <laughs> which is... I, I don't know. Episode. You haven't seen it? I think it's in the first season or the second season. I don't remember. But my wife uh, loves it because um, it's a murder mystery, but it's also like a a sing-along. Well, not sing-along. I don't know. It's weird. It's a musical murder mystery diner theater thing. I don't know. It's weird. Dinner theater, I think, is what they called it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so um, one, of the, one of the songs or something that they sing in it, my wife loves it. So every now and then she'll reference it, which is kind of funny. But other than that, that's the only time I've ever, ever actually, I guess, seen one. I've never seen one mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, and no, it's really interesting. Like, basically, you get these little cards that tell you who you are and what the clues are pre-murder and what the clues are post-murder. And it kind of gives you, like, little prompts on things to say and, like, what information you know. And it also tells you, like, to interact with other characters. So as you interact with, you know, these other people, you're basically role-playing. And you're trying to solve the mystery to see, you know, what's happening and get the tea on people. If that's how you use that correctly. I'm not hip anymore. So I don't know how to to talk. Wait, I don't know if that's right. Serve the tea. Serve the the tea. Get, Get dished. Throw it on the floor and pick it up. Tea. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I'm a little familiar with what you're referencing, and I don't think that's how you use it, but eh, what do I know? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, <laughs> but uh, beyond that, though, uh, this weekend I also received not one, not two, not even three, but four new Sega games. And by yes. new, I mean old but i bought them so they're new to me that's awesome yeah Um, what kind of games are they or what games are they yeah so i got one game called fatal labyrinth Mm -hmm. which i have never played before but it's basically a dungeon crawler and it's cool because the map is randomly generated so every time you play it's never going to be the same and i think it plays out similar to um crypt of the necro dancer like the game wait game Play looks similar. Not I'm not saying it's as good as that, but it's not really an action RPG in the sense where you like walk around and like slash your sword. Right. It looks like it's like time to like a beat. Okay, I was gonna ask you that. Is it time to the beat? It seems like it is. Like it's like boom, boom, and then like the characters move to the squares, and even when you fight, it's like boom, boom. Oh, that's cool. Huh, that's actually really cool. Have you I, actually? Side note: Have you played um the the Crypto the, the Necro Dancer one, um the Zelda one, or no? No, not yet. But oh, I'm thinking dude. about getting it. Yes, it's so good. Just I mean, like, I didn't play the original um Crypto the Necro Dancer, but I I bought the um Zelda version, 
and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I love it. It's so cool because like oh, every Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, Cadence of Hyrule. Um, mm-hmm. Every playthrough is apparently a different like there's a different map, which is kind of cool. So you can just Ooh. keep replaying the game, and I love replaying games, so that's perfect for me. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's a really, really good game. You should definitely look into that one eventually. Wow. And it, well, I mean, now that you mention it, then it sounds like um, Fatal Labyrinth is kind of like a precursor to those types of games. Hmm. Um, I, but I we'll say I have, to, I'll, I'll have to play. I have to play it. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I couldn't say for the original Crypt of the Necrodancer, but maybe for the for the Zelda version. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, what else did you get? Cool. Um, the other games I got are well, one you told me is a bad game, but I still wanted it. It's uh, <laughs> Spider Man and X Men. <laughs> ah, I hate um, that game so much. And why do you hate it so much? Well, okay, I played it on the Super Nintendo, and technically it wasn't my game; it was my cousin's game, and she let me have it after I think I don't know, two three years of of me seeing her play it or something. Um, I I remember. I remember the webbing, the, the webbing never working when you're trying to swing on the first level. Um, and I remember that there's like this weird tunnel that you like drop down and like getting to climb back up it is kind of weird. Um, mm. I know you're supposed to collect these little red circles, if I'm correct, as Spider-Man. I, well, here's a disclaimer. Sure. All the three games I got, I haven't played yet. Ah, what? Okay. I thought, I thought you'd already played it. No, well, here's the thing. I think the gameplay in this game is kind of weird. It's like one of those... Um, beginning superhero games where they didn't really know what to do with superhero games. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like Clone Wars or even um, Maximum Carnage. Um, it's nothing like that. It's it's straight up just a like, eh. Here's a superhero game. Let's just see where what we can do with the superhero game. And they didn't really put much thought or effort into it. I don't think. And then gotcha. I guess the only cool thing is that as the levels go on, um, you get to choose different characters. Um, the only characters I remember playing as though were Spider-Man and Wolverine. And I don't remember if there's like more characters after that. Cause I couldn't pass the Wolverine level. Gotcha. No, I'm pretty sure that there are more characters that you can play as. Um, I'm not sure who they are, but Spider-Man and Wolverine are both great Marvel characters. So I'm excited for that. Even if the game is, you know, not polished or great. Uh, I'm a huge fa- fan of Spider-Man and Marvel. And so I'm excited to, you know, play this game just um, for that it, reason and, and just to collect it sure to be honest no, yeah, yeah of course well here's the thing um that that make that game um it's called arcades revenge right yes okay then we are talking about the same one i'm just making sure that i'm not you know talking uh bad things about a game that i've never played <laughs> um, fair enough <laughs> and yeah. actually uh um it, it's funny well it's not funny but uh arcade is actually really relevant right now because the spider-man arc that just finished mm-hmm. it was a team up between arcade and craven the hunter so just thought i'd throw that out there oh interesting yeah and it's then... kind of cool that you see these these characters come like back after so long i mean i don't know if maybe they have been in recent comics like in the past like 2000, 2010s or something or 2000s but it's cool seeing like these villains from the 90s making a comeback today you know yeah yeah no i'm i'm really uh it's cool like seeing this but i'm wondering like you know 10 20 years from now when i'm still reading comics which i'm sure i will be like if i'm going to see that cycle of like recycling you know Hmm. like like is it going to be boring to me since you know it's going to be the same you know things happening over and over or are they going to find ways to you know keep it fresh and new right actually quick question uh, in terms of villains um 
there's this YouTuber on, on, well, I guess YouTube, duh. But um, I've shown you him before, <laughs> Video Game Donkey, and he's made jokes about Spider-Man in the past, um, specifically when the Spider-Man game came out. And he said something about a villain named Big Wheel. Is that a real villain, or is it something he made <laughs> up? Uh, it, you know what? I am not sure. It probably is. Like, there's a villain called Stilt Man, and he's literally just on stilts. So, well, if this is correct, if if this is a real villain, um, if I remember correctly, it's this guy that looks like he's inside this big, like, I guess wheel, and the wheel moves, and he stays in. in the same spot i don't know it's weird but i guess he's a villain or something if that's real if that's real i don't know but i don't know well i just you know read a comic yesterday um ghost spider uh which is actually spider gwen Mm -hmm. but she goes by ghost spider now and the villain that she fought was called uh the swarm or or just swarm and it's literally just a bunch of bees that's a dude like and he swarms together to make like a dinosaur it's really heck? weird <laughs> yeah it's interesting but i actually really enjoyed it <laughs> huh. okay well what other yeah. games did you get or games because i think we're missing two more yeah 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 so these next ones we can you know uh go quickly since i haven't played one of them which is zombies mm-hmm. ate my neighbors and uh i've always been a big fan of zombie stuff and i apparently it's a good game if you are saying yes i think it's a cult classic yeah. right yeah, well, um, it's a co-op game, so I don't know if you are, um, I don't know if, what, well, you ended up getting a second controller, right? I did, yes. So I'm very Perfect. excited to play co-op with this yes. game. Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of a puzzle game, um, but I don't know, it's kind of fun. I, I really, really like it. It's kind of like that, uh, that Goof Trip game I showed you the other day when you were in oh. my place. Kind of. Oh, cool. Kind of, because mm-hmm. you're not you're not solving puzzles directly, but you are trying to like collect humans or your neighbors to not get eaten. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. But that's a pretty cool game. I'm glad you got that one. I've only played it on the Super Nintendo, so I don't know how good it is on the Genesis. But I assume it's the same thing, just you know, different music and you know, little, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, the last game I got was actually. Sonic 2 and it's cool because I didn't actually order this game but um in episode 20 I believe it was mm-hmm. I did a shout out to an eBayer who I thought had really good service and I told him that I gave him a shout out so he listened to the episode and he found out that it was my birthday so he sent me Sonic 2 for free which is you know really neat because um I've actually been telling you that I've been wanting to get back into Sonic mm-hmm. um and buy the trilogy so it's cool that you know that's you know one of three down. Hmm. Well, that's good, because um, Sonic Two is like the best one. Well, in my opinion, I think because I think a lot of people like Sonic Three and Knuckles, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think the fact that you have to buy Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles to get the full experience kind of kills it for me, because um, it was like an incomplete game, just Sonic Three. So mm-hmm. I like Sonic Two a little better. Plus, Sonic Two is the first game, first Sonic game that I ever played. So I don't know. It's just really good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, Sonic, the very first Sonic was the uh, very first game I ever played at like a year and nine months old or something like that. Oh, wow. I wish I knew what my first game was, but I think I was way too young to even know or remember. Yeah, the only reason I remember is because I'm a genius. Just kidding. (laughs) No, because we have pictures of it, so. Right. Um, And the only picture I have of me probably when I was a year old or something is just me holding a Sega Genesis controller, but 
I have no idea what was on the screen. All I know is that it was probably a sports game because my dad in the picture looks very interested in what's happening in the screen. So <laughs> I assume it's probably a sports game. Fair enough. No, that make that's cool. Yeah. So um, uh, a couple questions because you've you've now had your Mega SG for what a month? No, yeah, a month, right? About a month. Yeah, I guess so. Man, time really flies. I know it's crazy. Um, first of all. And I know I've asked you this on the podcast already, but I'll ask you again just to see where this goes. Um, sure. How how do you like the interface? How easy is it, is it for you to turn on the game? Like, how do you like the 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 Mega SG in general? Yeah. So I in general love it. Um, it's nice um, to actually have a console where you stick the cartridges in. Like that's mm-hmm. always such a nice feeling. And turning it on, it's easy. You know, you just put the cartridge in, turn it on. And immediately it just says, like, do you want to, you know, play the cartridge or do you want to mess with the settings or play this other game that they have on there that I guess was unreleased previously? Yeah. And um, I forgot what it's called. Um, I played a little bit of it. It's like a run and gun uh, type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of graphic. There's some blood and stuff. Oh, um, it's the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I messed with settings mm-hmm. and... Um, and then I reverted back to the default. <laughs> nice. I, I think. Uh, yeah. Go well, ahead. <laughs> what you can do, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know you can make it so that the console just starts up directly to the game, right? Oh, yeah. You told me about that. I haven't messed with that, though. You should do that. Because I, I personally, when I got the Super NT, um, I thought it was cool that you could see all the settings like when you turned it on. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of like the experience of just turning on the console and maybe seeing the analog screen show up that's a preference if you like that to be on or not mm-hmm. or just straight up boot to the game where there's no that's kind of cool yeah um right now on mine i don't have i don't even have the analog interface come up or anything like the little intro screen for analog um mm-hmm. it just goes directly to the game as if it was an original super nintendo so i like doing that personally um but if that's something you want to do on yours, that's definitely something I would recommend just because it makes things a little easier to just, you know, pop it in, turn it on, let's get going on the game. Now, you mentioned that, that it's easy to put the game in and then just turn on the, the console. My question to you now is, is it, like, do you find it more satisfying popping in a cartridge than popping in a CD or a, or a Blu-ray disc for playing a game? Or I would say yes, 100%. Now, let me ask you this. In terms of, because I know you you also own like the collections from Sega Genesis, right? The ones that they release. Yeah. Um, do you like booting up that disc and then going into the menus and then selecting the game as opposed to popping in a game on your Mega SG? I, I way prefer going to the Mega SG and right? popping in a cartridge. Yeah, even though like, even though with the collections, it's more convenient. Like all the games are right there. Right. It's way more fun. And um what's the word i guess you have to have a little bit more dedication because it's how do i say this what i'm trying to say is since you have to put the physical cartridge in that makes me want to play the game more and stick to that game Dude, instead yes. of just switching from back and forth does that make sense yes yes i 100 percent agree um i actually so so there's this game called secret of mana that i've been wanting to play for like the longest time and i have it or i had it on the super nintendo classic the one that nintendo released um, mm-hmm. But that was released with a bunch of other games, and I felt like I never got into it because I was like, well, let me see what other games are on here. Let me play this instead, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And because it's so easy to just, you know, switch from game to game, I never really found myself playing Secret of Mana. But now that I have a, um, the actual cartridge itself, like, I don't know, it's it's 
like if you really want to change the game you have to get up from your from your seat pop out the cartridge look for your other game you're going to pop in then pop it in and start playing that game too that is i feel like that kind of gives you more more of a dedication to play the game that you originally started playing if that makes sense yeah no i agree yeah and the, the main game i've been playing is sort of vermilion um which is a long game anyways like it's not one that you can just beat in one sitting uh, yeah. so that kind of helps but i you know i'm excited to play all these other games that i got and i have to ask you how do you like you know secret of mana um i actually really like it i'm very far in the game i think i'm probably like seven or eight hours in and this is considering i've been playing a bunch of other games that i'll get into eventually as well um but I actually really like it. It's an action RPG, which is interesting for a Super Nintendo. But apparently there's a lot of action RPGs for the Super Nintendo that I'm just not aware of. Um, I think I brought this up on the podcast once already. But essentially the way the combat works in this game, because it's an action RPG, is you can slash away with your sword as much as you want. But only it will only do maximum damage if the meter has filled up to 100%. So if you swing once and it's at 100%, you'll do like 22 damage. If you swing immediately right after, you'll do like one damage. Or if you swing at like 30 or 50%, you'll do like half the damage that you're supposed to. If that, sometimes it's still just one damage because you need time to like recover, which I find very interesting. Um, Same thing with like your other characters, because apparently this is a co-op game. There's like, there's two other characters that um, a second player can hook into as well and play this, this action RPG with you if you want, which is pretty interesting. Wow. Um, but if you don't, you can always just push the select button and switch between the characters because every character does something different. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, it would be cool uh, to... Sorry, we're going to see something else? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, if anything, I do recommend you you try it on your, your Nintendo Classic just because I know you like... Um, first of all, I know you like RPGs. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I know you like playing co-op. And like mm-hmm. this is an awesome co-op experience as an RPG game, which is pretty cool. I, I just really like that. Cool. Yeah, no, I'll definitely have to try it out. So another thing I wanted to ask you, Christian, um, was, I guess, how how easy has it been for you to collect these games? Because I know you've been trying to get them complete in box, right? Yes, that is correct. So how how easy has it been for you and how much, like, I mean, if you're okay with talking about how much money you spent, how much have you spent so far <laughs> on your games? So here's the thing. It has been easy to buy some of these games mm-hmm. um because some games are a little bit more affordable than others um except when it comes to complete in box so that's like having the cartridge the box obviously and then the manual um you can get a little pricey so instead of paying like you know 10 bucks for like just a cartridge alone mm-hmm. um i think i've been spending around uh anywhere from like 20 to 40 dollars per game oh that's not bad mm-mm However, there are some games that I really, really, really want, like games I've uh, had in the past, Alicia as well Dragoon. as, yes, <laughs> and uh, also like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts to add oh, to that. that's a good game. I know, and um, I can't think of if there's anything else at the moment, but oh my gosh. Oh, one I haven't played, The Punisher. Um, oh, right. They are all so expensive, so like Alicia Dragoon is anywhere from like a hundred to two hundred dollars like complete in box oh for like gosh. a good condition yeah i know and then the punisher is like four hundred dollars or more like anywhere from 400 to 600 it's crazy hmm. well um i can i can say that that sounds pretty crazy but not as crazy as 
the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games. Um, the, I, by this point, because you've had it for about a month now, um, by this point, I had probably spent about two to maybe $300 on Super Nintendo games in a month. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> but the only the, the biggest difference between us is I've probably, I probably had like maybe three or four more games than you did, but they were, you know, pretty high-priced games. Like Chrono Trigger alone was $120. Mm-hmm, um, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, Yoshi's Island was like 50. Um, and, and keep in mind, these are not complete in box. These are just the cartridges alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you can imagine how much the, a full complete in box set would be, I mean, you know, technically you, you bought a link to the past for almost 200 bucks, I think, um, or over that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Everything else, like I can only imagine, like Chrono Trigger being about two to three hundred as well. Same thing with a bunch of these other games, which is pretty crazy. Um, there's this game called um, Earthbound, which I've talked about before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought this game for two hundred twenty bucks, or two hundred bucks. Wow, I think, I think mm-hmm. it was like two ten with shipping or something. I don't remember. But um, wait, just a cartridge or just the cartridge? Just wow. the cartridge. If you if you want if you want a, a grade B or to grade C um, complete in box, meaning it's kind of damaged and all this other stuff. Um, at my local game shop, they have one for $950 and keep in mind, this is not grade a, this is like maybe B to C. Wow. Pretty torn up. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think eventually I will eventually want to get that earthbound copy, but that's probably not for like another, like that's probably to finish off the collection maybe 10 years from now or something. Like I'm, I'm still barely locking in at around 30 games right now for the super Nintendo. And that's, wow. that's me not spending anything in the past, I don't know, two months, give or take? Okay, so I redact my answer and say that it is easier than, <laughs> you know, if I were to get Nintendo games. Yeah, because, like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, the fact that you said Elysia Dragoon was that much um, kind of threw me for a loop because I don't really hear much about Elysia Dragoon um, when it comes to, like, you know, like the top games of sega genesis and all this other stuff like i never really hear that i've i know i've seen sort of vermilion before either that or it's because you've talked so much about it that maybe i just remember that um but i don't remember seeing Elysia dragoon a whole bunch but is she i'm sorry is she is the game on the collections uh not that i know of i don't think i've i could be wrong i could be wrong but I don't believe I've played that game outside of the Sega Genesis. I mean, I think it's going to come on this new Sega Genesis Mini, but um, I I don't think I don't think I've ever heard of it. Well, other than the, than the time you let me borrow your console, and then of course you bringing it up. But that's it. Yeah, I think you know when it comes to Sega Genesis, I feel like it has the tendency to have games that are kind of like hidden gems that like yes. aren't really popular, but they you know the people who did play them really loved them. Right, 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 right. And like, I can see like that. Like Dragoon, yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. That's probably the reason why um, that game is so expensive. But I don't know, man. That seems like a lot of money for, yeah. for that one. But I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So but, that that one, I think it is worth it. Honestly, it's a good game, I think. Cool, cool, cool. I'll have to look into it. Because I've been thinking, because I don't know if I'm going to get the Mega SG uh, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I think, if anything, I'll probably get that Sega Genesis Mini just so I can play some of the games. And if they're able to hack it, well, perfect. But um, I don't know. I have to give it a shot at some point. But um, one final question I had for you with the Mega SG, um, and then I think we'll end it with the SG, is have you purchased any of the games that have been released recently, like the 2018, 2019 games? 
Oh, that is actually an excellent question. So I have not purchased any new like modern Sega games yet, mm-hmm. but I am eyeing this one studio. Um, they're called Mega Cat Studios, and mm-hmm. they have several um, you know modern age Sega Genesis games, and basically that means that it's a game that's made nowadays, but for Sega. And I'm eyeing this one called Coffee Crisis. Mm-hmm. And you play as a barista, or barista, who is saving the world from aliens because they're here to steal the three most important things to humankind, which is coffee, uh, heavy metal music, and Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh wow! And it's just Sorry. it's a it's a beat 'em up. <laughs> oh man. Up? Um. Well, what I was gonna say was, um, there's a oh gosh, what is it called? What is the studio called again? This one is called uh, Mega Cat Studios, and I actually, um, before we move on to mm-hmm. whatever you were going to say, uh, I think I actually knew about them by accident. Um, I think they had a Kickstarter mm-hmm. for an NES game called Little Medusa. I believe I saw that on Kickstarter. Little, oh yeah, I did. Oh, is it that one? Little Medusa. Um, that sounds familiar. Because, um, yeah. oh, let me see. I, I just think it's, well... I just think it's really cool um, that they're making uh, these these games in 2019 for both Sega Genesis, the Super Nintendo. Did you know that they're also making games for? I don't know if it's this company, but they're also making games for the um, the Sega Master System, the one before the the Genesis, which you oh. can play on yours. But they're still making games for that too. And yeah. you're right, it is Little Medusa, by the way, same company. It looks like. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, it's really cool, and uh, they're they're gonna do a new Kickstarter on um, I think tomorrow actually. Well, July sixteenth, so it'll be out by the time this podcast is out. But for one called um, Phantom Gear, which I think you should look into, it looks really cool. It's like a platformer. Um, I dig it. It looks cool. Hmm. Um, do you know if they're gonna make it for Super Nintendo or just Genesis? Mm, honestly, I do not know. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I have to look into that. Because I definitely want to... Because that's the thing. When I got the Super NT, I saw that people had been making um, new games in mm-hmm. you know recent years. And I'm like, that's cool and everything. Um, but right now, I want to focus on like all of the classics that I want to purchase first, I guess. And mm-hmm. then make my way to you know getting you know these, these fan-developed games, I guess you could say. Um, but now, now that you're bringing these up and now that you have your SG, I'm kind of like, I kind of want to play it. Yeah, yeah, I I think, you know, um, I am eyeing some, you know, older games like um, Captain America and the Avengers. Oh, yes. um, Complete in box. um, And that's a co-op game, so obviously, you know, I'm going to enjoy that. But I think after that, I might want to try getting some of these newer ones because they're they're more affordable. They're 40 bucks, which, you know, is not, you know, super cheap. But it's also not super expensive, you know? Yeah, it's not like a full-fledged, you know, game that's like today. But at the same time, I guess if you're looking at it this way, indie games on like the Switch or PlayStation are like 20 to 30 bucks. So I guess it is still a little more, but you are paying for a physical cartridge, which I like. Exactly. So I think think that alone is worth it. Yeah, no, I agree. So, you know, maybe in the next, you know, couple episodes, um, maybe I will have gotten one and we can talk Mm -hmm. about it. You you did show me, uh, or you sent me a link for Phantom Gear, and it actually looks really cool. I would be mm-hmm. so down to play this on the Sega, I guess. Sega only? Ah, come on, you're killing me here, guys. I kind of like how they're doing that, though. Because like, <laughs> like, it makes it more precious, you know? Yeah, 
that they're um, not you know doing for you know snes and sega it's like you have to choose one or the other yeah oh man that's so cool huh. yeah well yeah. for anybody that doesn't know uh there are there are indeed new sega genesis and super nintendo games being made today so there you go. We'll go buy a In- Sega Genesis. <laughs> including Cafe Attic, the video game. Oh, wow. Someday. <laughs> if only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do have a, one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on to your life, Joey. Mm-hmm. And that is that I am currently catching up on comics. Um, my comic shop in Orange County uh, sent me two weeks at once. So uh, the first day that I got it, I did read through a good amount but I still have quite a few left over. And it's funny because I, I promise you, this is not a lie, mm-hmm. but the number of com- comics oh gosh, that why? I need to finish is 22. And it's <laughs> funny because this is actually the 22nd episode of Cafe Attic. No I lie, like, I, no. I have the comics right here. I promise you, I'll take the picture of them. <laughs> starting with uh, True Carnage Ta- USA. <laughs> take a picture uh, for Friday. Take a picture of all 22 comics that you have left over. Um, okay. And then post uh, 22 episodes, uh, 22 issues left for episode 22. I will. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I honestly, like, I was like, I need something for 22. And, like, I was like, let me just see how many comics I left. And I read them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is yeah, so perfect. Yeah, right. You know what you probably did is you probably had, like, 25 comics. And you're like, hey, you know what? If I read three right now, I'll be at 22 exactly. <laughs> No, it's funny because like while I was waiting for you to set up for this episode, I was going to read one and I'm like, no, I need to leave it at 22. <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, so, man. yeah. So what's been up with you? <laughs> um, well, not much. Um, this past, I guess, two weeks, I was on vacation with a little bit of, you know, um, I had to go to work like once or twice just to, for a day or two. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been on vacation and I've just been catching up on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia um i finally watched the most recent season that i think came out in what january or was it last year uh i think it came out last year actually oh wow i'm like almost a year late to the party then yeah it might have ended in january you know i'm not sure but um yeah maybe it did maybe it ended in january but anyways um i finally caught up with that season and i think that that this is the best season that they've ever made and i'm i'm currently rewatching all of the seasons as well i'm currently on season eight i believe um and i i seriously think that the most recent season i think it's 13 is is the best season like period wow that that's that's insane to me um and i was actually going to ask you like yeah are you just picking random episodes or are you watching all the way through so you are starting from the beginning again i guess so that's, that's cool yes i well i think it was about maybe two months ago or three months ago i started watching sunny from the beginning and oh, okay. i just didn't see that that season 13 was on there already um on hulu mm. and i'm like eh so um, I started seeing that they, they updated the season 13. I'm like, well, maybe that just, you know, they just updated it just to update it. But then randomly I'm like, oh, well, let me see if maybe they did have the most recent season, recent season on there. And I just ended up watching it all in a day, by the way, which is pretty wow. crazy. Um, yeah. and, I, and I really enjoyed it. I think um, I think that season is very clever with the with the way that like here's here's an example, I guess. One of the episodes is like a throwback episode. Like, you know, sitcoms do this all the time where they reminisce on older episodes and they just recycle old clips to kind of fill in a slot for the episode that week. Yeah, clip episode. Yeah. Yes. But with this one, um, instead of doing that, like they started to do that in the beginning, but they mm-hmm. kind of made it this this thing where they started remembering things differently and it, and it just became its own episode, which I really enjoyed. Like they don't normally do that. Normally it's... They're just remembering, like, I don't know if you watched Scrubs, um, the eighth season, I think one of the episodes was literally just a clip show. 
That's yeah. all it was. You yeah. Know? And I was yeah. like, eh, I always skip that episode whenever I would watch it, you know? Yeah, I hate those episodes. Like, they yeah. have some stuff happening in between, but it's like, eh, who cares? But, um, yeah, no, it, it's interesting because um, I don't know if she's still writing for the show. I know she did the season before this, but there's a writer named um, Megan Gans, and she used to write for a show called Community, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yes. And uh, they also did clever stuff like that with their stories, like whether it be like a bottle episode where it takes place in one location or like a clip episode where uh, in Community they did a clip episode, but none of the clips or like the, the throwbacks were actual like from episodes. They were all new stuff. Oh, that's so, like, good. Yeah. So like ever since she joined the show, I believe last season, so season uh, 13, was mm-hmm. that the one before? Okay, yeah. Um, I feel like the show has definitely um, tried to do stuff more creatively. And I, you kind of have to, like, ha- having been on for 14 seasons. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I hadn't seen anything like it before. Like, every time there's a clip show um, episode, I was like, oh, well, I just don't want to watch it or whatever. And I was about to skip it. But I, I, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something where I couldn't skip the episode. But I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't end up skipping it because it was actually really good yeah for, for sunny you know um i don't know it was just a really good season dude overall it was just a really good season i really liked it i think it. yeah it's one of the best finales i think the show's ever done and yes. a really good finale just you know for any show yeah no spoilers i guess just in case no no, no no it no. ends it ends really really good the first episode though um i had forgotten that and this is i guess a minor spoiler but i had forgotten that at the end of season 12 dennis uh, goes with his family in I think North Dakota or something or Nevada I don't remember something, um, yeah. and I had forgotten he had left so um, I think the girl's name was Cindy in the show but it's from, she's from the Mindy Project mm-hmm. yeah 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 I think she went as Cindy on the show though um, that's funny <laughs> but like everything was going well and then they started like they, they got like a blow up doll of Dennis yeah and like they're all like it, it, the blow-up doll gets inside of their minds and it makes them think that dennis is right there with them and then he just shows up out of nowhere at the very end and i don't know it was really cool i don't know i really really enjoyed it <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a good good show good stuff <laughs> yeah um but yeah other than that um i guess when it comes to video games you know i've been playing mario maker 2 um and dragon quest builders 2 which came out earlier last week um I've actually, dude, I think I, I've spent quite a bit of time on that on that game, too. And I didn't think I was going to because it's like a Minecraft game, right? But I, yeah, go ahead. You, it's like a Minecraft game, but it has a really good story. Well, eh, I don't know. I think the story's okay. <laughs> actually, now I think about it. The more, I, the more I'm going into it, the less I'm liking the story, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. it's like one of these games where, like, you just get lost. Like, in Stardew Valley, I feel like I always have an objective when the day starts. Mm-hmm. And somehow I end up doing so many other things that by the <laughs> time I, I finally focus on that objective, oh, it's already nighttime. I guess I got to do it tomorrow. That's how I feel in Dragon Quest Builders 2. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's really fun. And um, I know a lot of people compare it to um, Minecraft. And I, I guess I guess you can compare it to that. I, I think I probably would too just because of the blocks and the building and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also farming, which I'm a – you know I'm a huge fan of. Freaking love yeah. Stardew Valley. Yep. Um, but uh, this game – I think because of the of, I don't know. I think maybe because of the way they look, like the character designs actually look like characters. It's not just like retro pixels. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe that's why I like it. Maybe the Minecraft aesthetic never really got to me, but I really enjoy this game. I don't know. Well, that leads me to think. Like, so let's see, Mario Maker and um, 
was it Dragon Dragon Quest Builders? Two? Yes, yes. So, th- so those are two games where you build stuff or like levels or just ga- like stuff in general. Would you ever give Minecraft a try? I see. That's the thing. I've given Minecraft a try twice already. Okay. Um, both on iOS because I wanted to. I wanted to try it at first because I didn't have a computer at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, tr- I tried it on my phone. I didn't really care for it. I'm like, well, maybe it's just the controls. So I ended up getting it on the computer and I, I still didn't like it. Like, I didn't know, like they just threw you, threw me in this world and I didn't know what to do or anything. Like, like, I don't know. There yeah. Was, as far as I remember, it could have changed by now. Maybe it's different. Maybe there are tutorials, but, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't like handholding. Like at some point handholding and telling you how to do every little thing gets really annoying. I get it. But when you literally throw me in the world with nothing but I think they give you like do they even give you an axe or do they just like have you punch now? I don't remember. I never really played it. Uh, I don't remember. But I, I just don't remember really liking it just because I, I didn't know what to do or where to go. And like by the time I would find something to do, I would get killed by like some green thing. Oh, or, yeah. Or a I, spider. I think it was like a spider, too. I don't know. Yeah. I never really got it, dude. Um, I know Terraria is supposed to be really fun. I was too. gonna ask you about that one next. Huh. Yeah, that's a good game. I that one I have played. Terraria. Yeah, um, but that one it, it is it is dropping the world and they don't tell you what to do. Like you literally just explore mostly downwards, but you see, can also go upwards. And it's, that's it's, not a that's not a problem if if I know what to do. But I sometimes like I don't know. I if you're smart, it, like it, how do I explain it? If you're if the game if the game design shows you what to do without telling you what to do, then I'll enjoy it. Like Mega Man X is a perfect example of that. Um, the the game the, when you start it up, you just hit game start when the intro's done or whatever, um, and it drops you in a level, and all you know what to do is go left and right. You start pushing buttons. Hey, things work. You shoot. You jump. That's all you need to know. Go on. And then like as you progress through the level, they start showing you different mechanics, and you start to learn off of those mechanics like. Uh, climbing up a wall by wall jumping, if that makes sense. Like you, I don't know. It, they just put you in these scenarios where you kind of have to learn for yourself. But it's nothing that you have to like. I don't know. You don't. You don't have to know the mechanics of the game because the game is showing you as it's playing. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. If, if that's how Terraria is, then I'd probably enjoy it. But I know Minecraft wasn't like that. Minecraft was just here. Here's a world. You can punch blocks. And I remember, like, how do you craft stuff? Like, I remember asking myself that. How do I craft stuff? I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to, like, make. I don't know. Maybe it's because you're not a five-year-old kid, so you don't know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but, yeah, no. I would say Terraria is probably somewhere um, in between those two games that you just mentioned. Because, like, it doesn't give you an objective. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole point is just to explore. But as you, you know, continue to play... Uh, you pick up more and more like how to do things. Like the, uh, you only start off with like uh, maybe an axe. I don't really remember. Um, right. And then you just like you know cut down trees or you know dig in the ground. And then eventually like oh, okay like there's stuff here. And over time you learn and like there are bosses and stuff, but you have to like find them. So well that's that's the thing too. I mean I know there's there's like monsters and stuff in Minecraft as well, but um, the monsters and the bosses inside of Dragon Quest Builders look like something out of Dragon Ball Z, which I really, really like. That is dope. Yeah. So basically think of Minecraft, but with Dragon Ball Z characters. <laughs> I dig it. I might have to try that then. Yeah, it's really fun. I'll, I'll probably have you try it sometime whenever we hang out or something. Cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I've been playing this RPG called Mario and Luigi. 
Um, uh-huh. Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they actually remade that game for the 3DS. And um, it's okay on 3DS. I, I still prefer it on the Game Boy Advance, to be honest. But if, you, if you'd if you like to, you know, try a Mario and Luigi game, you can't go wrong with Superstar Saga or Bowser's Inside Story. Um, both of those are really good, dude. Uh, yeah, I've heard that um, Bowser's Inside Story is really good. My um, nephew, Aiden, uh, really likes the game, and he recommended it, but I haven't mm-hmm. played it yet. I played it on the DS. Um, I know they remade it on 3DS, but I haven't played it on 3DS yet. But I remember what I played on the on the regular DS. I really enjoyed that game. I remember the marketing for that game was actually pretty good too. Like it had like some, like I remember. Do you remember the commercials with Beyonce playing Rhythm Heaven or no? Not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think it was part of that commercial. Like you'd see Beyonce playing Rhythm Heaven, and then you'd see some kids saying, "Oh, you," like he was talking about Mario and Luigi, and he's like. Then first you're Mario, then you're Luigi, then you're Mario. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I've got to <laughs> try it just because you said that. Uh-huh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, but uh, I-, I think those Mario and Luigi games are really fun because it's, like it's like a traditional RPG. It's still turn-based, but it's like the Paper Mario games as well, like where if you jump on an enemy on the overworld, mm-hmm. that actually helps you in the battle. Like they'll tip over when you start the battle, which is kind of cool. Oh, it's kind of um, like in a Persona. If you like hit them or like sneak yes. attack on them, it helps you in battle. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes exactly. Um, the other thing as well is their use of magic. Instead of magic, it's just brother points or bro points. Um, so they'll <laughs> team up. Like they'll do like these flips and stuff. Or like, eventually Luigi, Mario, and Luigi will get hammers. Um, and so Luigi will hammer on Mario. Like he'll he'll stomp him with a hammer, and Mario gets small, and then Mario jumps. And then Luigi smacks him with the hammer, and Mario goes and hits the enemy as as a ball, which is pretty cool. <laughs> like it's, that's awesome. It's so weird, but it's such a good series, dude. I've played every Mario and Luigi game, and they're they're really fun RPGs. Do you think that they'll make it on the Switch? Oh, I hope so. I, I think um, now that the 3DS is um, technically not officially dead, because Nintendo said that they're not done with the 3DS. I know, hard to believe, even though the Switch Lite is coming out. But um, technically. Now that the 3DS isn't really the main handheld anymore, um, I'm pretty sure they'll end up making it. But um, at, at this point, I would much rather see a Mario & Luigi game than a Paper Mario game because Paper Mario has just kind of gone downhill ever since the Wii, in my Fair opinion. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. no, I, um, yeah, I think I played Paper Mario back on the N64. But yes. Back I then don't... it was an actual RPG. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting. And have you played um i think you have uh i know it's not the same but um the rabbits one the mario rabbits yes that's, the, that's an rpg though that's like tactical right it's a tactical rpg because you're still um it's still right. turn-based and it's still um what's it called you're still leveling up and getting different weapons and stuff mm-hmm. i i think it's like um xcom i think we we talked oh about yeah, before, yeah 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 the alien game or something yeah um yeah I think if they were to bring back Paper Mario on the Switch as an actual RPG, I think I'd enjoy it a lot more. But at this point, right now, if you're looking for a good Mario RPG, you're looking at Mario & Luigi, for sure. Cool. I'll have to look into it then. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Um, There was one thing you wanted to cover, which I want to kind of ask you on, because we briefly talked about it a little while ago. Um, And that is this comic series called Absolute Carnage that's coming out. Yeah, so here's the thing. I know that you know nothing about this, and I also don't know a whole lot, but I know that you really like the Maximum Carnage game. Yes. And, um, you know, so that game is actually based off of a, you know, comic series or um, event. 
or just issue. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Just call it Maximum Carnage. But um, in August um, 2019, they're coming out with a whole event called Absolute Carnage. And it's going to be like the main series. I think it's going to be four issues. And then it's going to have a bunch of tie-ins with all these other characters. And basically the whole premise is that um, Carnage, who has been dead or in space, I'm still trying to figure that one out, um, is coming back to Earth um, or back from the dead thanks to this cult that is um, reviving him. Mm-hmm. And Carnage is basically coming back and he's going to try to take over everyone who he's come in contact with Um in any of the past like uh issues of spider-man or anything venom and so basically marvel's getting a complete carnage takeover and i was curious is this something that you would be into since i think you like the character carnage i love the character carnage mainly because of the two video games that i've played um maximum carnage and the spider-man 2000 game where at the end you find out it was carnage and doc Ock who were the real masterminds or whatever and I remember fighting Carnage, you had to like make sound waves or something, or you had to make a bunch of sound. And Carnage would, would occasionally ask you, what color do you bleed in his creepy little voice? So mm-hmm. I actually I actually really, really like Carnage as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about the character other than um, I think Cletus Cassidy is like a serial killer. Yeah, he's a psychopath serial killer. He's nuts. Yeah. And so, and, and, I, and I know the actual Carnage is a symbiote, right? So they're... they're they're technically, I guess, a spin or something on Venom, or I don't know. Yeah, so basically Carnage um, came about whenever Eddie Brock was in jail, and mm-hmm. part of his symbiote um, fell off of him, I think, and bonded with Cletus Cassidy while he was in jail, and it turned red because, I don't know, I think Cletus Cassidy is crazy, and he turned his symbiote crazy, so it's like all it, red. It, <laughs> it could just be his hair color, too, because I think his hair color is red, isn't it? Uh, it is red, but also the symbiote was on Peter Parker, and oh, he's a right. brunette, and that was black. So, and Eddie Brock is blonde, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know that movie. It's just because <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing I was gonna say was, um, I think, I think this comic series is gonna be the next comic series I actually buy because when it comes to the comic series that I have currently, I didn't keep up with Symbiote Spider Man. I still haven't caught up with Friendly Neighborhood, and I apologize. I know. I'm barely on the third that, issue, I think. That's fine. Second. That's um, fine. <laughs> even though I, I still own, like, the seven or whatever is out. Um, mm-hmm. And then Life Story, is the last one out soon, or is it already out? Mm, it comes out soon. Okay. Probably Maybe this, this I, I think this week, actually. Oh, goodness. I'm gonna, so I'm going to have to get that. Um, but once Life Story ends, Life Story is the one I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, so, you have two more, actually. You have this one, and then there's one more after that. Oh, really? 2010s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Well, um, I really enjoy Life Story. So once Life Story is done, I'll technically need something to kind of fill in the gap for the mm-hmm. comic series that, I, that I'd be reading. And I think um, Absolute Carnage would probably fill in that gap. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, would you read just like the main series? So um, the first two come out in August. The mm-hmm. third one comes out in September. And then the fourth and final one comes out in October. But they have a bunch of other, like, um, one-shots, basically. Uh-huh. Like, they have one that's, like, uh, let's see, like, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool is one of them. You like, know I'm buying that. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. Like, are you going to buy all the rest of, like, the tie-ins or just uh, just the main series? Do I have to read other comics to get these one-offs? To understand um, these one-offs? 
Or should well, I wait for you to read not. them? <laughs> hopefully not. I, I think um, the way that one shots work, like you shouldn't have to know what's happening before. But, uh, you know, there are some other tie-ins like um, Amazing Spider-Man 30 mm-hmm. um, is going to have some sort of tie-in to this. So that one, yeah, it's a little bit different because it's part of an ongoing, like, arc. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess it just depends on if it's a one-shot or if it's, like, a tie-in to, like, a, a current ongoing series. I might have to wait for your opinion on them, whether to read them or not. But I know the main mm-hmm. series I'll, I'll definitely be picking up. Cool. And actually, it seems like Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool actually has three issues. So that's pretty cool. Oh, well, there you go. I'll probably be buying those three then. Hey, do, they, do they come out on the same months or are they different months uh, as well? I th- uh, different months. So, yeah, one a month, August, September, and October. So, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, um, definitely be looking into that. I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, we'll have to wait and see until they come out and see what the reviews are and what your opinion is on it. Which but, is the uh, most important. As- <laughs> well yeah of course um you can't enjoy something unless everyone is enjoying it did you not know just kidding obviously <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's pretty much it um for this episode um unless you have anything else to say christian no i do not sweet in that case thanks everybody for listening to this episode of cafe attic a video game and comic book podcast If you like what you hear, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as it really helps us get found. We drop episodes every Friday, at least as of the recording of this episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe on CafeAddict.com for the chance to win the free video game and or comic book stuff. Seriously, take us up on that offer. We we really want to give stuff away. Until next time, I'm Joey Quijada. And I'm Christian Shelton. Bye. Bye. Tell me if you can hear this. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> oh my gosh.